Clear is a faster way into Capital One Arena. Download the free Clear app to beat the crowds on game day. Enter through the Clear Lane at the 7th and G Street entrance across from Clyde's. This is Caps This Morning with John Walton and Ben Raby on Caps Radio 24-7. Alex Ovechkin listed as day-to-day with an upper body injury. The playoff push resumes tonight in a home finale against the Islanders. And where the Eastern Conference stands with four nights to go. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, April 26th. Welcome to Caps this morning here on Caps Radio 24-7. Presented by Clear, the faster way into Capital One Arena. As the Caps prepare to take on the New York Islanders tonight in the regular season home finale. Optimism potentially surrounding the upper body injury to Alex Ovechkin after leaving the game early in the third period after being tripped up by Leafs goaltender Eric Schalgren. The team announced yesterday morning that Ovechkin is day-to-day with an upper body injury. Now, considering the force in which he slammed into the boards with his left shoulder, this seems, Ben, to be the best possible outcome, leaving open the possibility he might not miss much or any time. Given his history and his overall durability, maybe that's exactly what's going to happen. Here's hoping that's the case. Yeah, we're, we're generally not in the business of speculating in these parts, in this medium. But that being said, we'll take the team at its word day to day. That's certainly encouraging news. Given the nature of the spill on Sunday night and the manner in which he left the game, it didn't look good at the time. We were asking questions. Questions were being asked around the Capitals fan base. So encouraging in that, potentially, this is a short-term ailment, something that he could potentially play through. Here's hoping. Who knows? Maybe he's on the ice this morning for the morning skate and he's good to go tonight. At the same time, with only three games remaining, I would think the team will play the cautious route and make sure you get Ovechkin as close to 100% possible going into the postseason. To your point, certainly encouraging to have seen him yesterday on the ice for the team picture, full uniform. He was smiling. He looked to be kidding around with his teammates. So an encouraging sign in that regard. And here's hoping again, if he is out the next couple of games, possibly uh, it is more so for precautionary reasons than a serious long-term ailment. Yeah, we're going to have a much better idea around 1030 this morning when the Capitals take the ice for their morning skate prior to the game with the Islanders tonight. Predicting what will happen with Washington goalies this season is, well, a dicey proposition. Every time we think we might see one of them surge forward, we see a regression, a change in thinking on who the number one is. And given this late date, it's not getting any easier. But Ben, I pose this question to you. Can you make the case that the starter of tonight's game against the Islanders has the upper hand to start game one on the road next week in the first round because whoever starts tonight is also going to get one more game. There's a two and two coming up Thursday, Friday, split them up there. So whoever starts tonight plays two of the last three. We know that Vanacek and Samsonov split those, Long Island and Manhattan. And as you go into game 80 of the season here, we still don't really have any idea, which is problematic in and of itself, Mm -hmm. yes, but... Does this maybe, when we know who starts later on this morning, maybe give us a little bit of an idea what the coaching staff might be thinking? I think that's fair. I think big picture, to your point, the fact that we are game 80 and this is still being debated and trying to figure out on the fly who ultimately might take the reins and start game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. The one thing I've started to conclude myself is I don't necessarily think whoever starts game one of the postseason will necessarily be that long-term starter. Ideally, your game one starter come the postseason is the guy you ultimately lean on to take you on a deep run. 
We've seen it play out differently in years past. Certainly 2018 comes to mind when Grubauer started games one and two in Columbus, and we know how that wound up for Braden Holpe and the Capitals the rest of the way. But to your point, if we're just looking at who is starting game one, I agree with you. I think we could probably read into who gets the start tonight against the New York Islanders, because to your point, that goaltender would start two of the final three. And you could spin it, John, with either of these, as far as the body of work down the stretch. Try to follow here. If Vitek Vanacek starts tonight, in all likelihood, well, first of all, it would be a third straight start for him. And in all likelihood, it means he will have started four of five to end the year. Conversely, if Samsonov starts tonight, it'll be his seventh start in the last 11, and he would ultimately finish with eight of 13, assuming they split this weekend. A lot of numbers in there, but point being, you could spin it either way. Whoever starts tonight, whoever ultimately starts game one of the postseason, you can make a case. They had a pretty significant sample size, significant workload down the stretch. But the fact that we are still talking about this in game 80, kind of symbolic of uh, the way the season and the conversation has gone for much of the year. The conversation that was happening in September, October, November, and all the way up to right now, who is going to start game one? And we still trying to figure that out tonight as the Caps take it on the New York Islanders. Otherwise, here is what is going on tonight in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. All eight teams that have clinched are in action tonight with the biggest matchup at Madison Square Garden, Carolina, looking to clinch a Metropolitan Division championship against the only team that can still catch them. The New York Rangers, Pittsburgh, trying to hold off Washington to stay in the three spot in the Metro. The Pens hosting Edmonton tonight as the Oilers try and clinch second in the Pacific and home ice in round one. So they got something to play for. Florida, all they have left to play for is a President's Trophy. All the Panthers need are three points in their last three games, and they cannot be caught. Toronto can clinch second place and home ice tonight in the Atlantic. They host Detroit while Tampa Bay visits Columbus. The Lightning are five back, which is three games remaining. So what does all of this mean for the Capitals? Well, it comes down to what matchup do you want? Do you want to move up to third and probably face the New York Rangers? Do you want to stay put in the second wildcard spot and face Florida? Carolina is missing both their number one and number two goalies right now, Ben. They pretty much would have to lose out to get caught by the Rangers at this point, but it doesn't mean it wouldn't happen. What do you think the best matchup is of these possibilities that are still out there with four nights to go in the regular season? I'll say first off that none of them are especially desirable. It very much is a case (laughs) of pick your poison here. I think we could agree to that, objectively speaking. These are elite teams who themselves have aspirations of going very far, and they all have elements that certainly could be troubling as an opponent getting set for a best-of-seven series. I will say we'll narrow it down to Carolina and the Rangers. Okay, I'll eliminate the Florida Panthers as the quote-unquote desired first round opponent and the firepower that they have. I know there are questions whether that can translate into postseason play, sort of the trading chances manner in which they've played for much of the season. And we've acknowledged on this show, John, you've brought up several times, Sergei Bobrovsky doesn't necessarily have a good history against the Capitals. Despite that, I'll say I could do without the Florida Panthers. I could do with Florida. Florida's very nice this time of year. Any time of year, trip down to South Beach, fine. But as far as the uh, business at hand, Panthers, no thank you. Recently had a 13-game winning streak. They're clicking. They're a uh, well-oiled machine. No thanks. As far as Carolina and the Rangers, again, this is still hardly desirable. These are still 
the top two defensive teams in the NHL for the full season. So this is what we're debating. Do you want to face the Carolina Hurricanes, the stingiest defensive team, or the Rangers who rank number two for the year? You bring up the goaltending issues now with Carolina, the goaltending questions, the health concerns. They're down to number three on their organizational depth chart. Maybe that makes them a little bit more appealing than facing Igor Shesterkin and the New York Rangers. But golly, this is very much pick your poison. And I'll say with the Rangers too real quick, John, they're more than just Igor Shesterkin. Igor Shesterkin, understandably so, gets the headlines and the accolades and the Vesna Trophy consideration, deservedly so. But that's a good team. They loaded up at the trade deadline. Andrew Kopp, who they got from the Winnipeg Jets, has provided some secondary scoring. They have some terrific skill up front, a very mobile back end. I think whether it's Carolina or Rangers, Capitals are going to have their hands full. Have I answered the question? I think I've avoided it. But Carolina and Rangers, I'm sticking with the Metropolitan Division route. Perhaps you can narrow it down between those two. I would say that of the three that are mentioned, I think you can make a case that Washington could beat any one of them, but you have to have the goaltending, and that is the question. If you get one of these two guys, Vitek Vanacek or Ilya Samsonov, to rise up, I think Sergei Bobrovsky is beatable. I think Carolina has a lot of trouble in goal because both their guys are hurting. I don't think the Rangers have a lot of playoff experience. Yeah, Igor Shosturkin's been really good. Yeah, they've got some guys who have had unbelievable years. Chris Kreider, I'm looking at you, but... And the playoffs, the Capitals have a lot of guys who have been there, done that, and have rings. And as long as they get the goaltending and play what we've seen by and large, I think, like Alex Ovechkin said on a road trip, he's like, we don't care who we play. And I think that's about right because mm-hmm. I think they can beat anybody. They're a 100-point team themselves. I just think that you can't have goalies giving up soft goals. We've seen too many of those. You get somebody to stop the puck and make the big save. We saw some of that from Tech. On Sunday night, that stop that he made on Mitch Marner in overtime was terrific. So if you're picking one, I think the New York Rangers for having a young team a little bit ahead of the curve from where we thought they might be as a bubble playoff team and now a potential division winner. That's a very good hockey team. There's nothing you said that's wrong. I just think that in any series, I think the Caps have a pretty decent look. Let's talk a little bit about some of the other matchups that we're looking forward to here. If it ended right now, and there's only four days left, so some of this can change. But right now, you're looking at the St. Louis Blues and the Wild locked in to face each other in the West. That's the one I want to see the most. I think that's going to be just a war between those two. I think both of them have the chance to get on a roll. I really like what Minnesota has with Flurry and Talbot and goal. Kaprizov has been amazing. I think they've got some snarl to them. I'm really looking forward to that. I think Toronto and Tampa Bay in round one is must-see hockey as well, Benny. If I'm picking one East series outside of what the Capitals are going to be involved with, I think there's going to be some goals scored in that one. Yeah, and I'm fascinated. It's not recency bias because we just saw the Toronto Maple Leafs over the weekend. I'm fascinated by that team just from afar. The storyline, the elephant in the room, the cloud hanging over that organization. It's not unlike the Capitals for years, John, just as far as the premature playoff exits after so much regular season success and a core of a team looking to take the next step. And the thought is, I believe, not unlike the Capitals in 2018, if they could get past their hurdle, which is round one, the Capitals was always round two, but if Toronto can get past round one, whether they play Tampa, whether they play Boston, look out. Maybe it it opens up a little bit for them and they're playing a little bit with less pressure off their shoulders. 
But collectively for that team, I think from afar, even as a neutral observer, I think that's an interesting watch, win or lose, how it's all going to unfold for the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Leafs are just hoping it's not Boston. They've had enough of that. That's like that, that's that's their Pittsburgh. That's their kryptonite, right? Maybe you have to go through them. I, I, that, I would love to see that. I don't think it's going to play out that way just based on how the standings are right now. You're right. It looks like Toronto, Tampa Bay. But I would love it if it was Toronto and they had to go through Boston and either Boston knocked them out once again and, you know, you deal with that narrative or they were able to at long last get through that obstacle. It did work in these parts once upon a time. We'll see what happens here once we get to Friday and we know all the matchups heading into Monday and game ones getting started around the National Hockey League. Quick look before we leave you this morning at the New York Islanders. They represent the ocean between the top eight and the non-playoff participants in the East. They are in ninth place and the Capitals are in eighth place. They are only 20 points back of the Capitals entering play tonight with the final week of the season upon us. This was a monumentally disappointing season for New York. Injuries, COVID, yeah, those didn't help, but they've got a lot of questions moving forward. An aging core, a lot of guys locked up to it, in my opinion, are some pretty questionable deals of guys in that bottom six that are old and extended for a long time. Not sure about that, but I do know that the Islanders have a lot of work to do in the offseason, Ben. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do. Yeah, and a team that clearly played below their own expectations after having reached the conference finals or the league semifinals, if you prefer, each of the previous two springs. They were a Final Four team and a team that a lot of folks had penciled in, certainly as a playoff team this season, to the reasons you mentioned, the COVID absences early this year, the lengthy road trip they had at the start of the year. They just dug themselves too big of a hole, ultimately, and now even dealing with injury issues late in the season. The year can't end soon enough for a New York Islanders team Limping into town, winless in their last six. I will say, personally, looking forward to seeing Zdeno Chara maybe one final time at Capital One Arena with the Islanders in town tonight. But overall, you're right, a lost season in New York, and it'll be interesting to see for an aging core how ultimately things potentially shift this offseason. Or if they do have to run it back because of salary cap constraints, they run it back and they hope that a year of good health provides different results next season. It's Caps and the New York Islanders at 7 o'clock tonight. You can hear the game anywhere on Caps Radio 24-7. Heard for free at CapsRadio247.com. Caps game day comes up at 4 this afternoon exclusively on CapsRadio247.com. Your extended pregame show with Ben. Three hours before every weekday home game and into the playoffs, too. And that's when the most information is coming your way once we get to postseason play next week. So be sure to have a listen there. Ben, what's coming up on the show this afternoon? Yeah, we'll hopefully get the latest on Alex Ovechkin coming up in the morning skate, and we'll chat about the stretch run here. Final three games, we'll do so with Tom Galitti from NHL.com, and we'll also put the spotlight big picture, a common theme in the NHL this season. It is the highest scoring season since the mid-90s, since the 95-96 campaign. What are the reasons behind that, and is it a trend that is sustainable now moving forward for the National Hockey League goal scoring at a clip that we haven't seen in more than 25 years. It's coming up on Caps Radio 24-7, campsradio247.com. It's been a fun season and down to the last four nights. Everything going to be done, pencils down, come Friday night and on to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Ben, have yourself a terrific Tuesday, will you? Happy Tuesday, John. For the latest on the Capitals and hockey news around the clock. Let's go, Caps! Tune in to Caps Radio 24-7. Listen online via the Capitals mobile app at CapsRadio247.com or ask Alexa to play Caps Radio 24-7 on TuneIn.